0: Welcome back, Seahawks fans, to the newest episode of the Seahawks Nest Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Sano, joined, as always, by the Raphael. To my Leonardo, it's Kevin Garber. Kevin, how you doing? Doing well. Yeah, our very own Michelangelo. That's right. No bad intros today, because we're so happy to have him back. Social distancing has not taken him from us. He's back with a vengeance. It's
1: Eric Ronnebeck. Eric, how you feeling? I'm the party dude. I do enjoy pizza, and I tried to do a headstand when I was, like, 10. So, close enough. Do you like nunchucks? How do you feel about nunchucks just as uh, far as weapons go? Man as a uh, as a kid who grew up in the 80s and thought I would probably grow up to be a ninja. Was I wrong? Uh, yeah, I've I've hit my head and myself in the head a few times with the nunchucks. It's happened.
2: Uh, if forced to pick, would you rather have a nun or a chuck?
1: Nun, Kevin, I'm a bad boy. But, All right. Uh, that's, that's good. Right. That's
2: important.
0: So, so far in this free agency, the Seahawks have lost two players, brought in four new ones, and re-signed two. So we're going to – we haven't heard of Eric's point of view on this, so let's just go over the moves one more time. Losing to free agency, George Fant and Quentin Jefferson. Uh, Fant went to the Jets for three thirty, and Quentin Jefferson went to the Bills for about seven and a half, eight million. $8 I don't remember the exact terms of the detail Are the deal right now. Off the top of my head. Then uh, we re signed Jaron Reed, Luke Wilson, and we brought in two new offense or three new offensive linemen BJ Finney, Brandon Shell, Cedric O'Bea. And we brought in a defensive end that we know very well, Bruce Irvin. And-
2: uh, real quick, the oh, Jefferson man. deal was two years, 13 and a half. There
0: you go. And Greg Olson. So I was close, $7 million per year. That mm-hmm. was really close. And then we also, before free agency started, brought in Greg Olson, tight end, one year, $7 million. All right, Eric. So far, how are you feeling about what the Seahawks have done this offseason?
1: When you look at the players that are still out there and how much money we still have, uh, knowing that we will do something in the draft that should affect us positively this year on the field, I'm not at despair. Uh, Seeing Jefferson go for that, uh, as Kevin said, the two for 13 and a half, it's it's frustrating because I feel like that's what we could have paid him and should have paid him. I was about to say maybe should have paid him because the Seahawks obviously think they can – replenish that somewhere else if they truly believe that, and you know, let's face it, they know what they're doing. I'm going to trust in them. Uh, George Fant walking <laughs> 10 million good luck, homie. Uh, and that homie, be <laughs> um, I mean, hey, he's fine, yeah. If-
2: 330, as Chris
1: Rock would say, good lord, that's a lot of money for that guy. It's like when you know, Jerome James got paid by like what the New York Knicks for all, <laughs> yes, it's exactly players. like that. It's yeah for you deep Sonic fans you don't know what I'm talking about but um it's weird it's weird because it's tight it's you know starting starting tight
0: end money but apparently they're gonna start him at a tackle I don't really understand I've never seen him play offensive tackle
1: Ugh. he's invisible on the field when he's not playing tight end no uh that's the thing though we did we 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 filled the roster with three dead O line bodies and they're not all dead but they're very much. I guess Fant replacements or Fant level replacements. I don't know yeah, I say Brandon that.
0: Brandon Sh- Brandon Shell is going to be like the uh the guy who we expect to be the swing tackle, you know, the the guy who can compete for a starting job but probably a backup the way Fant was. Yeah. Uh, Cedric Gubu, he's going to fill the the tight end sixth uh sixth guy role because I kind of thought it. he
1: would fill the role of guy getting cut
2: yeah, that could be happened to That's right? possible, too. We're paying him peanuts. Um, the thing with Shell is if he's your starting right tackle, then right tackle is not great, but like, you have a functional NFL player there. He'll be better than not. a Fetty just because he won't have all the penalties.
0: Yeah, he's a Fetty minus penalties. So that's that's basically it. And uh, He's like a C minus. Um, mean,
1: guy yeah, we got yeah. from the Steelers. Um, I'm Finney. Really happy about that.
2: Yeah, DJ Finney should be at least a go- uh, at least an average guard, which is that, nice.
1: That's the depth guy we talked about putting, picking up who could rotate be depth depth start. Um, I'm really happy with that signing.
0: And then uh, Bruce Bruce Irvin's back. Eric, how did you feel,
1: Bruce Irvin? You know the, this man, is, the man, Podcast. We called this like you know a month and a half ago, two months ago, and it's fine uh, if we only use him on third down. I'm pretty stoked.
0: Yeah, that's it's a uh, I'm somewhat exciting. stoked. Exciting move, I think. Like, just provides nice pass rush depth, gives us a basement for what we're gonna get from our, you know, rotation pass rusher. Now the thing is, is that the wheels are spinning and we still have not landed a premier pass rusher. Are you starting to get worried, or do you think that
1: we're still pretty solid to get Jadavian back, or what? I think Clowney's a possibility. I think Griffin's a possibility. I think one of those go- one of those guys is likely. But ooh, what if we got both, fellas? What if we got both? I mean, it would we'd have to cut some guys, you know. That'd be we'd be saying goodbye to Justin Britt, but I think it would definitely be worth it. Yeah, exactly. And there's also the uh, Tedrick Thompson uh, two million that'll be off the books at some point. Because after, after you look – if you look at after
0: the draft picks, we have like about 13 million left. And then if we if we cut Britt, that put us at 21. If you cut Thompson, that puts us at 23. And if you cut uh, Dixon, Dixon, that puts us at like almost 30, 29. So that, that gives us enough – probably close to enough money to get both. We might need to cut one more guy other than that, uh, which –
2: I believe you and, mean trade, Tedrick Thompson. Starting yeah. safety, Tedrick Thompson. He gets to seek his own trade. He's looking for for his own trade. If you yeah. find it, it will happen. I uh,
0: I don't know. The only guy that's a free agent for us that I'd want to get back right now, uh, probably Josh Gordon or uh, Akeem King or Al Woods. I'd be happy to see those guys. Oh, Nico Thorpe, of course. That's That just goes without saying. Easy. Easy. Yeah. Um. Okay, the... What we're going to do is we're going to go over the remaining free agents available, just like the top-ranked guys. And just I want to know um, how much – how interested are you in these in these particular fellows? All right. you ready? Then according to – pro, these are all according to Pro Football Focus. This is their rankings of best free agents available. I did not make these rankings, but you'll think that after you hear the name of the guy who's number one left. That's right. It's Jameis Winston. And I just want to use this as an opportunity to say every team, Mcgreg. Every team that's not signing Jameis Winston right now, that's like trading a fourth round pick for Nick Foles, or saying that you're going to start Tyrod Taylor instead, you're dumb and uh, you suck. There, that's it. I got I got it out of my system. You guys
1: good to go to the next guy.
2: I <laughs> think Jameis Winston will at least be interesting. That man puts butts in seats. Spoken he's
1: like a huge Jameis Winston fan. Uh, before before the podcast though, Nathan brought up a quick point. I'll I'll gloss over. About how he's, you know, probably the 20th best quarterback in the league, and if you count down your quarterbacks, you're, you know, Nathan's probably right.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's say he's the 20th best guy right now, and not any any through 30 interceptions left here. If you could just get him to stop making like three to five terrible throws per game, the other 30 throws are really good. <laughs> so, so you just have to, you have to like, you have to figure out he just needs a good coach. If he lands with a good coach, like let's say he signs with Pittsburgh. He's their backup. Ben Roethlisberger looks like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man wearing Will Ferrell's beard from Anchorman. So like he he's not ready to play NFL quarterback. He gets hurt in the third week because he's like a dog yelping whenever he gets touched. Then he so now that's Jameis' time to shine, right? He's finally got a good coach. He's in with a good team. He comes in for Pittsburgh and he just tears it up. I he had totally a LASIK.
2: Think. He can finally see clearly.
0: Yeah, so he had LASIK. He can see now. And I'm not saying I'm not saying he'll be like the MVP or something, but he could be like the 10th best quarterback in the NFL.
2: So you heard it here first, folks. Nathan's predicting Jameis Winston, NFL MVP. That's
0: no, not what that is the opposite of what I said. But OK, <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know the answers to every trivia question for like what player did this in their first five years. It's always the answers are always Peyton Manning, Dan Marino or Jameis Winston. It's one of those three guys. <laughs> That's that's the company he keeps, baby. Let's go, let's go. Okay. Um, he's, he's the ultimate YOLO ball quarterback, that's for sure. The number two player, according to Pro Football Focus available, Jadavian Clowney. Jadavian Clowney, I think the only reason he's not finding a market is the optics of assigning a guy that only had three and a half sacks last year is bad. So a teams don't want to be like, hey, let's give 21 million to the guy who got three sacks. It looks bad to their season ticket holders and they're like average football knowledge fans who don't understand what all of that Janavian Clowney brings to the table. He's never had a 10 sack season. I mean, it's it's tough to justify. So on a on a well, it seems to be shaping up nicely for the Seahawks cuz he wants to play for us. We don't have the most cap so we can justify it by saying like, "Hey, we don't want to cut a bunch of dudes. Like we, this is all we have." Right? Yeah, if we
2: can get him for like that 18 18 and a half that people keep throwing out there on like a 2-year deal, whew, that's good. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. Because uh, here's a guy okay. who's a plus-plus run defender and has a lot of ability to get pressures.
1: He's disruptive, even if he's not making, you know, a million sacks. He also really fit into our defense with... uh sound like a really happy 60-year-old man, but he just brought this energy. I mean, mm-hmm. just remember that San Francisco game and how it felt like we could not lose with him in the lineup. And it just... it. I don't know, it kind of saved our season. And it was it was electric. That's really important when you think about it.
2: So you're saying he brought a lot of energy? He's a lunch
1: pail guy? He's a lunch pail guy. He, uh, he's Son of a, a coach? He's a class act, though. He's, a class, he's act. a class act. All
0: right, the number three player available is Robbie Anderson. He Since 2016, Robbie Anderson ranks 11th in yards uh, on deep throws, throws traveling 20 yards or more in the air. I think it'd be cool to have Robbie Anderson, but I don't think that – the contract he's going to end up getting, like eight, nine, 10 million, something like that, is going to be a little too rich for my blood. you would be that's... really cool if the Bills signed him. So
2: they could have another
1: guy who can just <laughs> run downfield.
2: Yeah, or whoever signs Jameis.
1: Ooh, that, yeah, would, that would be right. That's have... what said about Jameis Winston. You know, he's never really had good coaching. I feel like Robbie Anderson has never really had a good team. We talked about
2: he had the Darnold. Oh wait, sure. never mind. That he was just He really saying. had
1: a good team. <laughs>
2: sure. yeah, he he did pretty decently with an Adam GaSe to
0: drag around.
1: One thing uh, cool about
0: Robbie Anderson is if you ever pick him up for your fantasy team and you see the little picture and his hair is always like the it looks like um gangster's hair. Oh, yeah, parrot's 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 <laughs> yes. it does. It's like
1: eighty percent little dreads. On, yeah, the, all right. on your TV screen,
0: and they're like sticking straight out too. He like puts like I don't know how he does that. Just put wire in him or something. I'm not one hundred percent sure what he's doing there. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hair doesn't stand up like that. That's okay. Uh, nickel Roby Coleman, number four. Uh, nickel Roby Coleman is a, a nickel cornerback. Do you think that this is someone we could bring in to
2: challenge Ugo Amadi, or is that kind of would that be kind of a waste of resources? I feel like that'd be a lot of money, probably considering how tight we are on cap. I think we're better off bringing in the uh, edge defender personally, but he would be a quality player to bring in. He's I a- think it's a great idea. He's a good football player, but I, yes, I agree. The cost versus
0: benefit uh, is going to be tough.
2: Also, tell me, Nathan, how long are his arms? Uh, <laughs> He's a slot corner, so it's not that big of a deal. It's not as
0: big of a deal for Pete. Uh, I could look him up. He's giving me like five more seconds. You got a corpse for like five seconds, though.
2: Uh, it, yeah, the big thing is that, like, oh, we first God. have to commit to using a slot corner.
0: Oh, oh no. He is, nope. 29 and three quarters inch. Nope. Out. Straight out. Oh my gosh, he's five, he's five foot seven, dude.
2: Yeah. That guy's
0: cool. Hey, uh in he's his, all hearts in this uh in his um Scotty report that I'm looking at, Kevin, guess who his NFL comparison is? Uh, work done. I'll give you a hundred I'll give you a hundred dollars if you can guess it, Eric or Kevin. You is it one, uh, it's
2: a is it, uh is it the old Seahawks corner, Jenkins? No. It's uh it's, is it just It's a goat cornerback name. Oh it's, like, it's uh Peanut Tillman. No, Captain Munerlin. Oh
1: <laughs> yes, I had the right team. I was gonna go Frank Grimes but
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, number five, Brashad Perriman. Uh Brashad Perriman is fast. He's like budget rate Robbie Anderson. Uh,
2: I On would a not... cheap enough deal, I would take him.
0: Yeah, it'd be great if we could get him for like
2: five million. I'd be so down. Mm-hmm. But he a... got seven million last year and had a pretty good year when they actually started using him. So I think he's gonna get more from somebody. He'll like... get he'll get between seven and ten just feels like a waste of research, especially in a wide receiver draft like this one, and
0: us holding all those first two-round picks. Yeah, we need to be budgety. All 10 of those good wide receivers aren't going to go in the first uh, two rounds. We're going to have somebody available to us to pick.
2: Oh, there's more than 10, Nathan, but we'll save that for Monday's podcast. There's more
0: than 10, but like, there's 10 ones that are like... <laughs> they're potential like, instant impact, guys. You just Yeah, really there's want. some just chef's kiss dudes coming up. Okay, Logan, Ryan. <laughs> Logan, Ryan. Uh, Logan Ryan played safety and uh, or no, so he played mostly slot corner last year. Uh, so, did you do you uh would you want to get Logan Ryan, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights?
2: Uh, can I copy paste my Nickel Roby Coleman statement?
0: Sure, but this guy, but, you, but this guy, I think you don't have to worry about the the T Rex arms. I don't think. Um, yeah, he's not Mighty Mouse. I mean, like thirty one and three eighth inches. That's pretty good for a his NFL comparison. Dante Robinson. Okay. <laughs> I love looking nice. at these like 10-year-old scouting reports. <laughs> Not seeing each other, Nathan can still see our scowls. Um okay, how about this? Do you want to hear you wanna hear something crazy about Logan Ryan last year? Logan Ryan was targeted 134 times last year. Whoa. For ninety-two receptions and <laughs> eleven hundred yards.
2: That was a he, lot of targets. Ready and, for this though? And he a lot of competitions. He also had five sacks. Oh, it's got a little like, corner blitz going.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a weird stat line. It's kind of a mixed bag for Logan Ryan. I don't really like him to be honest with you. He
2: actually uh, his he stats up like a coverage safety almost.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't really get I don't really get him. Like uh, I don't get it.
2: Okay, uh, defensive interior Mike Daniels. Ooh man, if we can get him on a cheap deal, like his last contract was eight point one for Detroit, and he had a decent season but didn't play very much. If we can get him for like two years, 6 million.
1: That's, that's pretty this is wishful thinking. I'm thinking like, I think one at 5.2 or something like that is more realistic. Guys that can
0: create pressure like this from the interior don't come around super often. And there's a chance he's just washed, but there's also a chance that the lions just sucked last year and that it wouldn't have mattered what team he played on. So I'm, I'm kind of into it. Like from a, I'd be like, down for this. Mike Daniels coming in on a, a, as part of like the, we get two pass rushers kind of thing. Like we get Mike Daniels and we get Clowney. I'm into it. And then maybe we could pick up another budget guy that we'll talk about in a little bit.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like Vinnie Curry or something. All
0: right. Prince of Mukamara. I'm just going to say this. No. (laughs) Anybody want to add
2: to that? No. Uh, I don't really care for his fit and also like I, I don't want to spend that much on a guy to come in and compete with flowers who's kind of a lot like flowers yeah yeah I'm uh I'm I don't know I just
0: seems like a nice guy and like the whole like I don't drink alcohol I stayed pure before marriage thing was was weird but cool man good for you uh he just uh
2: his PFF had, coverage grade is really strong, but just when you watch, he's more of a. He never like, gets picks. Like he never does anything. He's just.
0: It's just like boring. He
2: weirdly. also reminds me of True Font in that he gets to like a seventy by having a lot of eighties and a lot of fifties. Yeah. All right, Jason Peters, still not signed. Thirty-eight I mean, years old. I mean, but yeah,
0: he's really good at football. I don't understand how no how he doesn't have a job. Doesn't make is he is he kind of do you think he might be a thing where he's thirty eight and there's only a few teams he's willing to play for? Yes, I
2: think he is being selective about where he goes because he can't be. You know he's gonna you know good. you know where he's gonna end up uh, right tackle for uh, Tampa Bay, left
0: tackle for Tampa Bay. Yeah, hundred percent. He's just gonna end up in Tampa blocking for Tom Brady. It's gonna suck because <laughs> that's really good fit and he's really good. Yeah, but in
1: two years when their whole team retires, he that's that's the future, Kevin. They don't care. And Peters is also probably looking – he wants to win, but he also probably wants a little more money. Tampa Bay is the perfect opportunity for that.
2: It'll probably be very similar to the Brian Bulaga deal, but only like one or two years. All
0: right, Everson Griffin, number 10. I want it. We're we're obviously very interested in him. Uh, This is, I think, the backup plan if Jadavian doesn't come through. And kind of the backup plan if nothing else works out either, where we just sign Griffin and Clowney and call it an offseason. That's that's my uh, my take right there,
2: and think, no one should be sad about that.
0: No, it'd be awesome. It'd be so cool. And Ever since the kind of guy who loves like the full circle, closing the circle kind of stuff with uh, with Pete, so it'd be really cool for him and cool for Pete. Uh, he's a good fit. He understands what we're trying to do. He's in the past uh, six seasons. He's got sixty or more pressures in five of them.
2: Yeah, and when you team up with a guy like Clowny. He's somebody who can finish those sacks, and then you've got two really disruptive guys on the outside. If Reed can be a sizable fraction of what he was two years ago, you're talking about a significant pass rushing unit. And that's before we start getting into, uh, you know, Bruce Irvin or Shaquem Griffin coming from the strong side linebacker on blitzes
1: or anything like that. All right. Uh, Eric, do you have a
0: Everson Griffin take?
1: I'd love him. Uh, he's probably a one year fill. If you get clowny or looking at, you know, three, four seasons, it's a totally different move, but Everson Griffin would definitely give our defense a look we haven't had in a couple of seasons. All right. Another
0: interior pass rusher. It's a Shelby Harris
1: who played last season in Denver, got
0: six sacks, 22 hurries. Um, He plays in more of a limited role, not really known for his, uh, his like run stopping abilities. Although he did have 27 run stops last year, but only 600 total snaps as a rotation guy. I'm very interested could fill in really nicely uh, for Jaron on a lot of those plays, plays a similar position that he does. I I like it. It could be a good backup plan, uh, like in terms of picking up another pass rusher.
1: There's There's the comment I made earlier about getting Clowney and Griffin. And then we talked, that kind of pushed us into the who else we could cut to make something like that happen. Realistically, Griffin and Shelby Harris, that could be a thing we do. And that would be very intriguing. He can't be. He's not going to be very expensive, I don't
0: think. He's like an an elite, elite role player. Like if you give him like four or 500 snaps, he's going to be awesome for all of them. You know?
2: Right. So picking up like if you pick up uh, Shelby Harris and Mike Daniels and just have like those two on a rotation on the interior, then you're going to get a lot of productivity out of the two of those. Yeah. All right, number 13,
0: most uh, valuable player left, Joe Flacco. I think they should have kept him off this list because Joe Flacco is straight trash, is not good at football, and I don't like him. How about that? The only There's one good thing about Joe Flacco. You ready? He, you, got any, you guys want to know what it is? Go for it. He became the Haribo Gold Bears spokesman and it said, I don't want payment for this. I just want a lifetime supply of Haribo Gold Bears. Great move. Because, uh, one, that they made a mistake picking him as their spokesman. He was going to get canned after like two years anyway. You can't take away a lifetime supply. That's it's it's it's, it's lifetime supply. So good move by him. Uh, and Haribo Gold Bears are good. That's a good Isn't move.
1: Isn't Flacco kind of like way older than you think? Jo- Joseph Flacco. Yeah. Is he like he's 30, thirty. He's thirty-five. Yeah, that's way older than you think. Okay, okay. there he's there there are, there are four quarterbacks available in
0: the open market right now. Uh, that basically you could trade for or sign: Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, and Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is by far the worst of those four guys. It's not close. You um, want to hear a crazy Joe Flacco stat? He has, uh, and with a clean pocket, his Pro Football Focus rating is eighty-seven point four. But when he's under pressure, it's thirty-three point two. And I guess thirty-three point two is
2: staggeringly bad. My- so Mitchell Trubisky's quarterback rating. Fits between his clean pocket and pressure rating. Yeah, it's it's not good. Andy uh, Jameis. Okay, rank those
0: four guys: Flacco, Dalton, Newton, Winston. Uh, Harry. Newton. Oh, sorry. Good. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, Harry, go um, ahead. Newton. And, and obviously, we don't know Cam Newton's medicals. That yeah, makes it I'm,
1: hard. You know, I'm just gonna go for it, and I don't want you recording this and playing it back a million times. But I go Newton, Winston, Dalton, Flacco.
0: Kevin, do you agree, or did you change same. anything? I would say I probably would do the same, assuming Cam's medicals are good. If Cam's medicals are bad, I'd drop him to third
2: behind Winston and Dalton. I don't think yeah. Dalton is that bad. I think uh, Dalton gets massive, gets a lot of crap for just being a like solid, functioning quarterback. All right, Cameron Wake, we've talked before. Cameron the immortal Wake, Cameron Wake. Cameron Wake is
0: 38 years old. He last season had uh, three sacks, 20 hurries, 31 total pressures, didn't play in every game. So it's kind of a, a misleading stat line. The last time he played in a full season was two years ago, and he had six sacks with 54 pressures. So now yeah, 31 pressures last year and only 192 snaps is pretty insane. I'm not going to like pretend like that doesn't kind of blow my mind a little bit. This could be the old man signing that we wanted to get with Ziggy Ansa last year.
2: Yeah, I mean, signing Cam Wake here would be like when we had um, uh, Dwight Freeney. He's just a guy you bring in. He's electric off the edge, gets you immediate pass rush. Again, if we're trying to put together a pass rush, if, for instance, we miss on Clowney and we want to bring in three guys to just up to just like juice the pass rush, this is a dude we could do it with. Or if we get only Clowney, then we get Wake for a speed rusher on third, down, third downs. that's That's an improvement. Alright, um, I'm gonna skip around a little
0: bit now because the the guys uh the guys that we might sign are are getting, you know, more sparse here. We got Snacks Harrison and Timmy Jernigan, two run stopping interior defenders. Do you have an interest in these run stopping guys or do you think it, it's more important for us to stop the pass rush or to get pass rushers? What do you guys think?
1: Um I don't know, man. I I'd take Jernigan if you could get him really cheap. He's been banged up the last couple of years. It's kinda Yeah, that's why I'd want him really cheap. Scary. Like three million is too much.
2: Yeah, I think Snacks Harrison is older, but has um, a more consistent ability to just stay healthy and stay on the field. I would love to get Snacks Harrison for a decent deal because that's a guy you just come in, put it nose, and he just gives you a lot of quality snaps.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: All right, how about any
0: of the old man safeties? Eric Reed. Uh, there's. Uh, Will Parks, DJ Swearinger, Tony Jefferson, like all these, there's all these safeties available. Any of those guys interest you at all? Yeah, I, I, first. I still sorry. got
1: a crush on. Sorry, I got crush on Eric, Eric Reed still a little bit, but yeah. I, again, the, uh, the the money would have to be right. Unless we unless we nail this in the draft, I think we might. We're in the market for a veteran safety. They just need to be healthy and not terrible. Last year. Um, was not a good year for Eric Reed.
0: Fifty-seven targets, forty-seven, forty-five receptions. That's pretty high. Yeah, we reception. thought he'd be so much better. You know, we we lamented yeah. that the Seahawks didn't go after him. But the two years ago he was good, and he's only twenty-eight. It's not like he's washed. I have a, I have a feeling at the end of last season he just kind of mailed it in once a, uh, once he once the coach was basically fired, you know, and then his quarterback is Kyle Allen and. I mean, I can't really blame a guy for quitting in a situation like that. So, yeah, I'd be mildly interested in Eric Reed on like a prove it kind of style, cheaper
2: deal. Although, I would be interested in Tony Jefferson on the same kind of deal. Uh, Jefferson had a really bad season last season too, but yeah, but Jeff- he had three he had three really strong ones in a row before
0: that. Just like Eric Reed, yes, he's he has he was better before that. Jefferson is is very different player than than um than Reed. Reed is a uh, known for being like a kind of a hybrid pass rusher. He can kind of blitz guy, but also can get good coverage. Tony Jefferson is a run stuffer, man. He had 30, 25, 35 run stops in the last three seasons, He's, other than last season where he was hurt. But just a, just a really good run stuffer. I, I, I think I think that's a good call. Good shout to either of those guys. Um, all right. Is there anybody else remaining as a free agent you guys want to talk about? Or are we, uh, we ready to get to uh, to the end here?
1: Uh Eric, you got anybody on top of your mind? Uh I think it's time in the podcast where I'll say something to the effect of uh wow, you remember how much I wanted Darius Slay? Uh that guy got uh
2: too much, too much money.
1: for him and he then he was paid very much money. Uh and that's all I will say about that. All right. You glad, want my glad guy you ready? Glad we didn't get him. Yep. I
0: want to bring in a running back that provides a safe floor. I wanna bring in Devonta Freeman. There you go. That's Ooh. the. I know it's like a weird choice. He was not very good last year. In fact, I would just you could just say he's he was bad. He was pretty bad. But uh, I I think that there's still some juice in the tank there. He's 28 years old. He's not 30 yet. He he could just fit the bill. We don't need him to be great. We just need someone to kind of hold the bag while Rashad Penny and Chris Carson get to both be healthy. I think he'll be available very affordably, three four million dollars or less. So that's that's my guy, Kevin.
2: Uh, you know I'm looking at like uh, Damar Dotson as an old man right tackle would be a guy I'd be interested in. He could come in and immediately give us a like guaranteed solid right tackle. But instead, I'm looking at edge guys. Like I just feel like our depth on edge is really really poor right now and so I wouldn't mind taking a stab at like a Pernell McPhee you're taking a stance as an LJ
0: Collier doubter <laughs> just kidding <laughs> I had to mess with you okay Pernell McPhee would be awesome I'm into that that'd be cool
2: he's a guy who was trending up and then just has been hurt a lot or like bet that Jabal Sheard was the player that he was in 2018 not the player he was in 2019 like that's a bet I'd be willing to do. Uh, like I, I like a lot of the buy low defensive line candidates. Like load up on a few of those guys on cheap deals. I mean you look at Jabal Sheard and Would you rather he was, have a, he was Pernal- a good player every year, but last year. Would you rather have Penel McPhee or Michael Bennett? Uh
0: yes. I I think I'd rather have Bennett. Pernell fee has never had like the, he's never had to carry the load the way Michael Bennett has like he's always been
2: he's always been a. Can I like, just take Vinny Curry instead
0: yeah you could but I'm just saying like he's always <laughs> had it be could be a, be a similar deal a middle of the road kind of uh, workload for for Penel McPhee he's
2: I, I made, agree like 2014 2015 it looked like he was going to break out and then it just kind of didn't happen um,
0: yeah so yeah oh and would you oh last question Josh, Josh Gordon would you take him back He's going for reinstatement again.
2: Uh, if it's on a cheap enough deal where if we can cut him, it doesn't hurt us, then yes. How I about agree. you, Eric?
1: What, th- I totally agree with that. What about um? we thought that maybe he was released because of weed? Uh, during the season, it's like I weed, probably,
2: amphetamines,
1: coke. Yeah, it's like something else. Um, like, I feel like there's more. Baby aspirin. They can't,
0: uh, it's part of the CBA. They can't say what the suspension is for. Hello.
2: He was snorting Kodak film development chemicals. He was
0: having some, some. Loop. Could have been ster- It could have been steroids. Like they literally cannot say.
1: Yeah. I, I feel the guy's trouble. It's got to be a really cheap. We can cut you if we want to deal. Um, well,
2: also we're going to start running into a roster spots issue. And if there's a, if we got a couple of young wide receivers that are promising, I think we know what he is. And I think we know which side of his career he's on. It's weird for for me to say this because he's only twenty eight still, but he
0: just didn't look quite the same as he used to running out there, and I don't know if that's what that is. If that's just too much time off, too many, too many road
2: bumps on the way here. But he looked I really have you, so your body big
1: with a lot of a lot of speed bumps. And he looked really like big. when the
2: ultimate warrior made his comeback, but you could tell like he just the drugs had done a lot of work. That's so,
1: true. Too soon, so. Kevin.
0: He had a weird road to the NFL, too, where he, like, went to Baylor for two years, then transferred to Utah, then didn't ever play for Utah, declared for the supplemental draft. Like, he just – his whole career has been really odd, and I'm not I'm not sure he'll ever – he ever totally will figure it out, but he looks like he's going to get one more chance. So, um, you know, everyone deserves a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth – seventh chance, I think. Seventh chance. Everyone deserves one. Um, all right. All right. So Patreon. If you want to support the Seahawks Nest podcast, there are many ways to do so. The best way: is head over to Patreon.com/slash and for as little as a dollar twenty-four a month, be like. We have a couple of new Patreons, so wait a sec. Be like MC Nap Time. That is a dope name. And Jack, Brandon, and Sjord, who have joined us this month, uh, they. They are in the Discord. They're hanging out. They're peppering us with questions every day. I sometimes forget like what I've talked about in the podcast now and what I've answered in the Discord because it's like so much action in there all the time. And uh, yeah, none of you guys have yeah. jobs. Yeah, well, we have jobs. The problem is that the government closed
1: them. This is so for that, nice. try.
2: also, I like the work I have to do involves sitting at a computer right now. So do you, you know, know what? You know something
0: crazy? I was thinking about. Like this, kind of all started escalating quickly when that uh, when the um, center for the Jazz uh, Rudy Gobert tested positive. That was only nine days ago. Yep,
1: that's wild, dude. <laughs> it feel like that feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, he he had a moment of idiocy, a diagnosis, and redemption in the span of nine days.
2: He went through, he went through the entire grief cycle in four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, so Thanks to Brandon, Timothy,
0: Jack, James, Lucas, Carrie, Tom, Nick, Frank, Bob, Richard, Kieran, Mike, Brett, Plankton, Keith, Michelle, Brian. Everyone who's supporting the Seahawksness podcast. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Make sure to join the Patreon. We're actually going to watch a movie this Sunday in the pa- in the Patreon Discord. So and you can be there too. Yeah, you can be there. Up Patreon the star up to 50 of us to be there. So, so whoever's 51st, sorry, you're aced. There's only 42 Patreons right now, so hopefully we don't get like nine more and then every single one of us can watch this movie at the same time. Even the British guys who are like eight hours
1: ahead.
2: That's okay, we'll just kick Brett out.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. We can do that. Alright, so um, yeah, we'll kick Brett and we'll kick-
1: hey, Brett. I don't know, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, you know, uh... <laughs> damn it! <No. laughs> Ah, okay so the movie club we just suggest a move lately we have just suggested a movie that is available on a streaming service for you to watch while you're trapped at home uh, i'm gonna re- recommend a movie that is on hulu it is a weird movie it is called tickled and uh i've talked about it on the podcast before the less you know about it the better just know it is a movie about it's a documentary it's a documentary about
2: competitive tickling all right in
0: New Zealand. yeah sure kevin go
2: all right, sorry. I was in the middle of a drink. Thanks. Uh, I thought you were going to say anything more about your subject. No, so, I,
0: didn't, I didn't want to spoil. I feel like this movie is the kind of movie where if you talk about it
2: more, the worse it. The less yeah, you know, a good thing. Yeah. All right, right so uh, there's a 2019 movie that is out um, on Hulu right now, or there's a service that I wanted to tell people about. If you don't know about it already, it's called Canopy, K-A-N-O-P-Y. You sign up using your library card and it allows you a certain number of rentals, they actually are running some free rentals too with uh, the plague around and everybody at home. And there's a movie that's on Canopy and Hulu right now called The Art of Self-Defense. It stars Jesse Eisenberg and Emojim Poots, and it is a, a satire about toxic masculinity that is that, like wes anderson uh yorgos lanthimos like quirky style of direction it's a very oddball movie um but it's it's funny and it's interesting and it's ridiculous and with everything going on right now i think we need more ridiculous things in the world
1: all right eric what do you got on a streaming service called tubi it sounds uh kind of weird it's a wait to... what
2: if i have not to be
1: it's thank you kevin it's uh, no, it's like you got to watch a few commercials to watch your movie or your twenty episodes of GI Joe's or Transformers. It doesn't matter. I'm not gonna, you know, judge. It we don't judge here. But there's a documentary called "Until the Light Takes Us." It is about the Norwegian black metal scene from the '90s when uh, metal bands are burning churches down. It's uh, definitely R-rated. There's a, a picture in there, a depiction of a uh, of a death that is. Uh, not not really fun to look at and maybe it is I don't know it's wicked uh, gruesome this yeah it really is anyway this movie was uh something I did not want to really watch and I was just in just captivated by it it was amazing bro um, this streaming I,
0: service I didn't even know it existed 2 btvcom and yeah. that you can watch like anime on here like so you can much put anime on
1: Roku it's got a bunch of like cult movies on it it's got uh it's actually Cowboy cool. yeah Kaval uh, on there
0: Akira's on here um, I'm gonna go to the sci-fi section. This is a cool website, Eric. Yeah, Thanks for having like, this. Up Metal. Oh, Universal Soldier, dude.
1: Well, God, it maybe. doesn't have all the classics. It's got G.I. Joe and Transformers said that already, but oh, they,
0: have, have, they have the arrival, the, the Charlie Sheen one. That's not the good one. You wanna watch just <laughs> the
1: arrival. But that's that acts as a really terrible prequel, so be my guest.
0: Um, Minority Report, that movie's good. Underrated. It's really long though. It should be like a half hour shorter. Okay. For Kevin Garber, for Eric Ronenbeck, for Two BTv, we will see you next week. Go Hawks!
2: My friends with me, but I got nothing but a little soul, a little tune to play, to make the guitar drum.